Hello, and welcome to In All Things, a podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, a global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian Churches. Thank you for joining us. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, Stated Clerk of the EPC. Our prayer is that God uses Dean and his guests to both inform and inspire you about how God is working in and through the EPC. The motto of our family of churches is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's Dean. And thank you again, Rachel, and welcome everyone to another edition of In All Things. For those of you who don't know, that wonderful voice that uh, leads us in is someone who works here in the Office of the General Assembly and actually serves. And you may hear that same voice if you call and have a benefits question because she works in our benefits department and uh, she's uh, helped us out uh, a great deal by being the voice of In All Things. We recently had a meeting of our national leadership team here and everybody in the national leadership team was excited to meet Rachel. Where's the voice of In All Things? We We want to meet her and that was real fun and exciting, and she's just a real gift uh, to the EPC. So um, thank you to you, Rachel. Props out to you, and thank you to all of you who are tuning in. Thank you to those of you who are sharing this word with others. Uh, as we're seeing greater and greater traction in terms of downloads and exposure and shares on social, it's just been a real blessing. I was sharing recently on another uh, episode that I was in Puerto Rico recently, and uh, they were sharing with me that the Westminster Biomon loves in all things and listens to it all the time. All the elders listen to it. And so we get uh, some good attraction on that. But our, also our communications director, uh, Brian Smith, has told me that we've got people listening from Malaysia. Uh, we've got people listening from just literally all over the world, which is one of the amazing things about a podcast. Uh, in fact, we even have some folks who are listening in Latvia, if you can imagine that. That's, that just kind of stuns me. But there's the power of social media, the power of the podcast, the power of the internet. Um, the world gets flat fast, and we're able to get that word out. And our design is that these conversations would be a blessing and a benefit, encouragement to those in the EPC, the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, but hopefully they would be a blessing and encouragement uh, to those who are in the broader uh, Church of Christ, as I think today's conversation is going to be. We're going to be talking with an EPC pastor, but I think his story is one that is going to be a blessing well beyond the boundaries of the EPC. Our podcasts these days are being brought to you by two of the strategic priorities. We're starting to think of them as gospel priorities because there's ways that we go about proclaiming the gospel in the Great Commission in a number of different areas, two of which have to do with church planting and another has to do with church health. As it relates to church planting, uh, Tom Ricks and his national team uh, would, of course, always remind anyone in the EPC that our goal is for every congregation to be a parent, patron, or partner. But there's one aspect of church planting, perhaps, that you might not have realized that your patronage goes a long way in supporting of and that is called something called assessments. Church planters go through a very elaborate assessment process to determine whether or not they will thrive and be healthy and successful as church planters. Um, much in the same way any ordained pastor goes through an ordination process, uh, the church planters have to do that too. But on top of that, they go through a very thorough process of assessment 
and the assessment center that the EPC has founded and uses, which is in Denver, Colorado, is called Aspen Grove. And Aspen Grove is a phenomenal resource that is principally inside the EPC. We we offer those services on occasion to people in other denominations as well. Um, people from uh, ECO, the Evangelical Covenant Presbyterians, Acts 29, the PCA, other other denominations have accessed the services of Aspen Grove Church Planting Network, but it's their assessments that just put them on the map uh, for doing such a great job and helping to equip our church pastors in the EPC. And so just to be aware of that, to pray for that, and to maybe get online and see if there's a way in which you can be a patron of our church planting uh, through something like Aspen Grove. Also, when it relates to church health, uh, we've been focusing a lot recently on the, the push toward an evangelism tool that all of the EPC is gathering around called the three circles. But what you may not know is church health has a whole lot of other things going on beside that. One of the things that our church health team has created is a very detailed, very strong uh, system of training, uh, equipping, and deploying transitional pastors. So when a church is either coming through a crisis or is in a pastoral transition, um, we're able to have trained EPC pastors who have experience on how to help lead a church through process and self-analysis uh, and prepare them going from one season of ministry into the next. Bob Stoffer, our National Director of Church Health, and his team have trainings all around the country, tremendous resources. And uh, if your congregation or a congregation in your presbytery is coming into a season of transition, we highly encourage them to reach out to Bob and his team and to see if a transitional pastor would be the right move for you. So having highlighted two of our ministries today, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation that we have. And uh, we love to have conversations uh, with EPC pastors and leaders. And uh, I'm really uh, pleased today. And he's just coming really from right down the road. Uh, so it's it's not a far drive for him. But Luis Quinones is here and he is a, a pastor in the EPC. And uh, Luis, we're glad to have you here. Welcome to In All Things. Thank you for the invitation, Pastor Weaver. It's a blessing. He's so glad to be here. It's a blessing to have you here. Now, you're from uh, down the road, not too far, in Haines City is where you guys yes. are meeting. And that's what, from our national office, that's maybe an hour, hour and a half? Something like that. Okay, yeah. great. All right, so you are the pastor of Nacion Santa? Yes. Which is uh, the holy nation. It's holy nation. That's okay. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there's a few words there. For me, I had Latin when I was a kid, and so I, I there's a few words in Spanish that I go, ah, I think I can remember my Latin. There's some commonalities there, mm. and I can grab some of that. We want to learn more about you and more about your church and more about your journey into the EPC. So let's start with a little bit of background. Tell us about yourself, your family, and your call to the ministry. Okay, I can thank you for, first Thank you for the invitation. That says so glad to be here. I born in Puerto Rico. Okay. In the west side of Puerto Rico, the small town Mayagüez. Oh, sure. Yeah, I said from Mayagüez. And uh, we start, uh, well, I studied all my life in the Presbyterian uh, school. The western so, side of the island yes. has a strong Presbyterian heritage. Yes, that's where they start. Yeah. They start in Mayagüez. Yeah, the West in the Central Presbyterian in Mayagüez. Uh-huh. And the second one is the Balboa, and the third one is my church, it's uh, La Marina. Okay. La Marina, everyone knows that La Marina neighborhood house. Okay. I studied in the Evangelical Seminary in Puerto Rico, where I meet my love of my life for 30 years, Leslie. 
have two kids. Uh, one uh, is in California, and the other, uh, my daughter, just recently graduated for US, uh, UFC. Okay. Here, here in, in Florida. I study uh, in Drew University, my doctoral degree in, in Drew University in Hispanic Leadership and Development. Nice. And they start in, let me after we, uh, after I start in, in Puerto Rico, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, I moved to Philadelphia. I was a pastor in Philadelphia for 13 years. In Philadelphia? Yes. All right. So we haven't had this conversation before. I grew up in Philadelphia. So where was the church you were pastor? Faltonville. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I felt to be close to the Roosevelt Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. My father's uh, office was on Roosevelt Boulevard for ah, years. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I meet him. I don't know. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But I was a pastor in 13 years, and then we start some, something new here in Florida. Okay. All right. And so, how long you, when you came, you were originally with the Presbyterian Church USA. Is that correct? Correct. And then correct. you've migrated from the Peace USA into the EPC. Do you want to share us a little bit about that story? Just a long story. <laughs> <laughs> I started EPC with the uh, New Church Development EPC in Poinciana. And uh, when I start, we start to grow and we need to move. I, I, I talked to the, uh, our brothers and brothers about uh, in that moment, the stock market going down. And we start in the school and we need, and people start to lose jobs start to lose uh, houses and the effect of the church and they say we need to move we need to move and we need to move to uh, downtown Kissimmee mm-hmm. and then from the downtown Kissimmee we move to Hen City mm. and you know every time when you move you start again yeah, <laughs> you start right. again that's the, that's the reality and uh, we start in Hen City uh, we start in relation with the pastor of uh, Eco Church he, they, they are in Hen City when you started there, was that church a PCUSA church or was it an eco church? No, PCUSA. Okay, and they became and that an eco. moment eco, that eco church was USA too. Okay, it's interesting the, what happened because when we approached the church, the pastor there died for cancer. Okay, and we wait for six months uh, to heal the, the church heal about the the die of the pastor and have a new pastor. And when we approached the pastor. The pastor came from Philadelphia. Mm. His wife worked in the same place that worked my wife. And uh, that's why we make the connection. You had a lot in common. Yeah. yeah. We made a connection. It sounds like those could be Holy Spirit connections. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. That's the, that, that what the Lord worked. Yeah. And uh, we started a conversation, and he told me that we answered the church prayer. Why? Because that church say they have three columns, and one of the columns is work with the Latino. And we, that's why we're starting in that church. Okay. And uh, the First Presbyterian Church, uh, things to change to all the denomination that is eco. And at the same time, we decide to change to EPC. Okay. <laughs> all right. At the same time, because everyone knows why, about theology, theology and what happened in the Presbyterian Church USA. I told I told your friends that the hardest thing that I do it mm-hmm. because uh, all my life I've been in USA mm-hmm. all my life and I have a beautiful friends there. I mm-hmm. continue with good friends there, but to change is hard because I believe it's not the same mm-hmm. when I start. It's not the same that I know what is PC USA. We need some. I say this is not the place, and the people in my church said this is not the place. 
And that's why we moved to... I'm curious, were you having any conversations at the same time with some of the Presbyterians in Mayaguez and Bayamon? I mean, were those... Because they were having similar kind of conversations about maybe we need to move into the EPC. Did you have any connection with them? No, no. For a long time ago. You know, I have more 20 years here now. Okay. That's many of my people that's not there. Yeah. So they are not moved to other places. Okay. Yes. Mostly of the, of the PC USA in Puerto Rico as empty or yeah. small group. That, that means that majority of the churches don't have pastors right now for, for different Different situation. And uh, my conversation is on some here in the United States. There are some in California, some in, in Louisville, something in different places. They have a conversation mm-hmm. about what happened in, in PCUSA. And uh, it's sad. It's sad. Very sad for me. So it's you and I have some things in common, right? We're both have time from Philadelphia. Yeah. We both left the same denomination mm-hmm. and had a, a great deal of sadness in having to do that and both landed in the EPC. So why the EPC? What what was it about the EPC that made that the right fit for you and the congregation that you serve? We understand and I understand that the theology and the, the use of, of the Westminster's the, the Westminster's uh, confession uh, open our the door because I I, I born with with the when Mister com <laughs> when Mister conf- the when Mister uh, uh, confession mm-hmm. and uh, we when we start to talk with the people of EPC we feel this is the place okay this is the place let me tell you an example for me the first time at the presbytery when the moderator I told the EPC stop the the reunion say. We need to stop. We need to pray for that guy. And I said, wow. I never say that. Mm. I saw that because uh, uh, in every Presbyterian every day, I said, no, no, it's out of order. <laughs> 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 but he stopped. Everyone go to the front and start to pray for that person. They say, wow, this is the place. This is the place we're looking for. In the EPC, uh, uh, Luis, prayer is never out of order. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know I saw that, and that that's and when people receive us, uh, receive like a family. Yeah, that everyone go to to me and, and hey, how, how are you, Luis? And hug me. I say this is a place. This is a place. If that's yeah. what I feel, with, this is a place. Like, so one of the questions I've been dying to ask you, Luis, is that you're you're in an eco church. You're an EPC church that's worshiping in an eco church, and that that partnership, right? Uh-huh. I, I'm very curious about the nature of that relationship because I think there's a lot of potential collaboration between ECO and the EPC, and you're kind of living that. You know, that's your everyday existence. So could you just talk to us a little bit about what that relationship looks like, and maybe there's some things we could learn from that that would help us not just in one congregation but in a lot of our congregations? Let me say it's challenging. Okay. It's, it's very good, but it's very challenging uh-huh. because this is not our church. It's an eco church. Sure. And uh, we need to uh, always negotiate time, place, etc., etc., etc. And uh, but the relation is very good. It's a respect, respectful. Okay. I know in the beginning, in the beginning, the, the eco church want to be to join the, the eco church and say no, 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 <laughs> we want to be apart. Uh-huh. That's what we decide to to be apart. But the reaction right now, 
the new pastor is from from EPC. Oh, yeah, he came from Georgia. Okay, <laughs> that, that's more more related. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we always have respect. We always uh, the Eco Church understand that we are a different church. Uh, is it a primary English speaking congregation, the Eco Church? Right. Okay. And and your church is primarily a Spanish speaking. Okay. Spanish. Okay. All, okay. All so you both have two different denominations that are close, but you also have two different cultures and languages. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That, that's that's challenging. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes when you have f- you are five, you are six, but when now when are sixty or seventy moving, uh-huh. uh, that's a challenge to yeah. everyone. And this church has uh, six hundred people. Okay. That's a big movement every Sunday. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But. We have a good relation with the Anglo because we try to to invite him, invite the, the Anglos to to join with us, and, and vice versa. These people buy us mm-hmm. you know, to join because for, for for us it's very important that everyone knows about culture, about the the beautiful things to be ha- or to have different cultures in the church, because it's a learning process to to everyone. It's a learning process to everyone. That's a very good learning process to everyone. It's uh, when the our brother from Eco Church knows about about music, about the uh, food, about a uh, uh, relation, family that that is uh, uh, in the Latino uh, environment. You see, Latino culture in the Anglo is uh, our Latino learn from the Anglo too. This is a learning process that that we want to see in the heaven. That's everyone is going to be there. <laughs> That's Revelation <laughs> That's seven enjoy. nine, right? I tell you, joy. Uh, Nación Santa, uh, my church, have uh, people from Ecuador, for República Dominicana, for Colombia, from uh, uh, Nicaragua, Puerto Rico. Uh, it's like six, seven different countries there. Now, can I press pause there for a second and yes. ask you about that? Uh-huh. Because uh, obviously, all Spanish speaking, but I know enough to know that the Spanish in Ecuador is different than the Spanish in Correct. Mexico, that's different from Correct. the Spanish in Puerto Rico. And so you've got different kind of dialects and different, even Correct. some vocabulary Correct. for, and yet, and also different cultures, right? Correct. All, all Latin based, but yet very distinctive in some of those differences. How do, how do you guys manage that? We love it. It's a learning process. Uh-huh. We love it. We love it. Uh, let me example. I am Caribbean. I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I talk fast. Uh-huh. Uh, when talking in Spanish, not now because I try to translate in my mind, but when you, in Spanish, I talk fast because Caribbean talk fast. Right. But when you talk about the people from Ecuador, the people from uh, South America, it's more slower. Right. Uh, and, uh, so do the happen. people who talk slower from South, you know, from Ecuador, South America, do they complain that you talk too fast? Hey, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in the preaching, <laughs> sometimes, right. sometimes right. I try to reduce my my speed. <laughs> That's right. I pastored that, for fifteen years, Luis, and and all in English to people all in the same dialect of English, and they sometimes complain that I speak too fast. Right. Anyway, so uh, that happened in the music, in the worship, mm. because Caribbean is more faster, more rhythms, and uh, when you talked about South America, Central America is more slower yeah. than those and. And try to figure out how how we can meet together. That's why Nación Santa, because mm. Nación Santa, we believe that it's a place that joined together, and we believe we are one family, mm. one family. That's beautiful, and and that's why people feel good in Nación Santa uh, for different country because we we know trait that people that you are strange. No, you are part of the family. 
doesn't matter where you come. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are Anglo, it doesn't matter if you are Chinese, uh, for Asian, or you are from the, uh, Ecuador or South America or Brazil, you are in the same family. So it's okay. a Spanish-speaking but intentionally multicultural church. Correct. Right. Correct. And did, you, did that just happen, or was that part of your vision leading into this in terms of, no, we've seen this in the Bible, and this is what we want to be? It's the community where we believe. Okay. Yes, because it's the variety that we have in the community, and we try to embrace mm-hmm. uh, of that community in the church. It's, the, it's a different view because we don't want to be, in my, in my case, uh, to be a Puerto Rican church. No. We want to be a church for everyone. That's why we opened our arms to receive all these people. Uh, recently, we have a, co- a family from Venezuela for the first time uh, because, uh, you know, I don't know, you have uh, exodus from Venezuela to the United States, a lot of people, and they start to arrive to Hen City. Hen City changed. Hen City is, uh, I, told, I told him that, uh, start to develop a lot of houses, uh, thousands of houses around the Hen City, in the Hen City Church, and we start to be prepared for the people that are going to receive, mm. because we believe they're going to receive a lot of people there. Uh, and the question is, what are you going to do with all that people? Right. And that's why we need programs. We need, uh, we need uh, uh, how, we need something to offer to these people that are coming to the church, and. Uh, in, in, all, in the last month, we have a lot of meetings. I will talk about that. Mm-hmm. About different committees to work, to start to, uh, for example, promotion, uh, Christian education, uh, uh, worship, uh, everything that can't fit what right. happened in Hen City. So what yeah. do you, in your view, Luis, what is the, if you were, if a pastor was listening in to you th- today, and they were thinking about starting a multicultural, a multi-ethnic church. What counsel would you give them in terms of things uh, they need to be paying attention to, the things that are really important that if they don't do this, it's, it's going to be tragic for them? I mean, do you have any counsel for them? First of all, we, we need to be open, mm-hmm. to open to, to these people. These people coming with different stories, different burn. Because when the exodus from Puerto Rico is not the same the exodus of South America, Venezuela, different places. Right. So their stories uh, are going to be different than different, your stories. We you need to understand. You can't assume. You need to be patient, listen, it, and understand. Exactly. Well. We yeah. need to understand the pain. We need to understand the story. Uh, and, and start to, to healing these people by, with, with the help of God, right, well, to heal these, these people. What I recommend, what I recommend to, to, to the new pastor, patient. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not easy. Patient, patient, patient. Yeah. Uh, I I talk to the people that ministry is like a roller coaster. Sometimes you are at the top, sometimes you are down. Sometimes you are straight ahead, but you are in the road. Yeah. (laughs) You need to maintain the road. Right. And uh, it's hard. It's hard. The ministry is hard. Yeah. Uh, Mostly in the Latino, in the the Latino, because Latino move. You you have a beautiful group now, and you don't know what happened in two years. Yeah. Because people moving. Right. Uh, people so it's very transient, more. very yes. difficult to develop, which is kind of interesting because Latinos have such a great sense of community. Yes. Right. There's a sense of a deep sense of family, deep sense of belonging. And that transientness just kind of you're rooted and you're established and you have relationships. And then that gets ripped up and you feel the pain of that. Right. 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 It's, a, it's part of the transition. 
the people people so you the people moving every time yeah uh, and you prepare the budget you prepare everything say what happened <laughs> people moving right that's a right. That, that's happened that's happened so what other things would you like us to know about Nacion Santa what what is a if someone came and visited with you guys for worship uh, what would they find uh, what would you want them to know about your congregation if you go to to Nacion Santa always we're going to people to receive you that's for for us is the key People receive you, hug you. If you if you have a party, he's going to kiss you. I told you, I told you, my people. That's just biblical, uh, Luis, yeah, right? Greet right. one another that's with a holy right. kiss, right? That's right. 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 People are going to to say welcome, and uh, start to be. Well, it's important that you feel this is your church. Yeah. This is the place for worship, uh, and. Uh, you're going to be to to feel the the love for the people because it's not. I don't want to say because it's my church, but it's their reality. Uh, my people love to to hug people to love to 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 talk to you about you okay. What happened with you? Welcome. Da, 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 that happen. I know that happened in every church, but when you talk to the Latino that coming for. For example, people from Venezuela, what happened in the government, or people from Cuba that are running for, for the government, or, or people from South America that changed the place for because running for the poor, for the for the situation of poor, or running for the situation of violence, you say, hey, these people need a place that feel that this is your family. Yeah. Your family. It's That's interesting, it. Luis, in our vision statement and not everybody of course has that memorized but uh-huh. in our vision statement we refer to ourselves as a family of churches uh-huh. right? right we don't even Correct. call Correct. ourselves a denomination yes. we say a family of churches and i i'd like to think that's who we are is the epc and that your congregation would feel like a family which that's is a place where people yes. feel safe yes where they belong where they can share their stories where they can grow together um, that's just a beautiful picture of the kingdom right Right, right. That's what I see in the, in the heaven. I told you. That's what I see different culture to join together with watching the Lord. That's what I see. That's yeah. what I see. That's what you feel. That that's a I think church is the reflection of what you see in the heaven. Mm. Uh, we start to practice here. <laughs> with different culture, with different people, you start to practice what you're going to see in the heaven. Uh, and uh, when People from different countries arrive right, for the first time. You say, "Wow, good! Come, come together. Come with with your family. Be joined with us and watch with us and and enjoy the time <laughs> with God." <laughs> right, right. So th- there's two takeaways from our conversation today that I'm gonna uh, hold on to, yes. especially. One is the idea that uh, that worshiping, gathering community should be a reflection of heaven, uh-huh. right? And of course, in Revelation seven nine, we see that every tribe, every nation, every people, every tongue, Correct. right? So, and we have a, a team in the EPC that um, that actually talks about that a lot and tries to help churches live into that picture of the kingdom. But one of the things they talk about, Luis, is to reflect your one, three, and five-mile radiuses of the community. And the second thing I'm going to take away is you said the reason why your church is a multi-ethnic church is because you sought to be um, responsive and reflective of the people in the community where God has planted you. Exactly. So that's the kingdom come, thy will be done, where? On earth as it is in heaven. So God has brought the nations to your doorstep. You've 
gathered the people in your one, three, and five mile radius, not just people who have the same Spanish as you, but people with different stories and different dialects and different backgrounds and experiences. And in so doing, you're actually reflecting the kingdom of God. Right, Pastor. Sometimes people believe that mission is out there. Well, mission is in my neighbor. Right. It's in my corner. Right. That you need to open the door and see what you have around and say, hey, this is different people. That, that That's not bad that you're going to other countries. That's very good. But the other countries now is here. Right. It's, it's the person to be in my supermarket. It's the person to be in my doctor. It's the person to be in my gas station. It's different people, different culture that embrace this nation, be, be here, and they start to, to develop, to grow the family, to grow, to be a, a, that the people nation. had in his country or her country. Right. A holy nation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nacion Santa. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're, sounds like the church is well named. You know, Nacion Santa is coming for the first, uh, first book of Peter, chapter 9. Okay. That say we are a holy nation. Mm. That is coming there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I have a purpose to spread the, the, the gospel of, of Jesus to everywhere. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's, that, that's coming. That, uh, that verse is coming in Nacion Santa. And uh, that's the idea. A place that people come in to feel that this is uh, you all the you receive the call for Lord to be here. <laughs> Lord to be here. Well, I think we almost got you preaching there, Luis. I mean, no, we, I, I, got you got you going, which no, is good stuff. No way. Next one to be the, the offering. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if people wanted to connect, uh, learn more about Nacional Santa, they wanted to learn more about the ministry. How how would we? How would they find you? We are in Facebook. Okay. Uh, we are. We have a page on Facebook, Nacion Santa APC. We have uh, my own fa- uh, our own page, uh, Luis Quinones, Luis Roberto Quinones. You found in Facebook, and also we are in in YouTube. Also, okay. every, every picture that we I made is in YouTube too. Okay. And uh, you can call me at four zero seven three six one six three five seven four zero seven three six one six three five seven. It's a, a, a real trick. <laughs> 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 and also. Um, we are in uh, 104 Scenic Highway in Hen City. Okay. Scenic Highway. Every Sunday at 12.30, we have a watch you there. <laughs> okay. Well, that is awesome. So thank you, Luis. I appreciate that very much. Oh, appreciate you, you making the trip up to I-4 to be with us and to share the good word about what God is doing in the Holy Nation and his Nacional Santa. Oh, thank you for the invitation. For me, it's an honor All right. to, to be here and uh, to, to share uh, there is more, but there, there, that's great. <laughs> that's okay. Let's go another, another moment. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, we'll have you back for a part two. Oh, thank you. That would be great. Well, my friends, that wraps up another conversation uh, inside the EPC with a dear pastor who is serving the Lord and his community so very well. And we encourage you to to get on social and look up Nacion Santa and see what the work of that church and Pastor Luis Cunion is doing. And that will be a blessing to you. And we hope that you'll share that with others. So as we conclude this time, Pastor and I are both going to read from God's word together. I will start and he will follow as we share that good word from God's word. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether they're thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things 
have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together, for he is the head of the body, the church. Él es la imagen de Dios invisible, el primogénito de toda creación, porque en él fueron creadas todas las cosas, las que hay en los cielos y las que hay en la tierra, visibles e invisibles, sean tronos, sean dominios, sean principados, sean potestades, todo fue creado por medio de él y para él. Y él es antes de todas las cosas, y todas las cosas en él subsisten. Y él es la cabeza del cuerpo que es la iglesia, el que es el principio, el primogénito de entre los muertos, para que en todo tenga la preeminencia. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of Dean and the entire team, we hope you will join us for our next episode of In All Things. For more information about the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today. <music>